Let's start by reading Mark 12, 13 through 17. And Jasmine, yes. would you mind reading? On it. All right. <laughs> then they sent to him some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to catch him in his words. When they had come, they said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true and care about no one, for you do not regard the person of men, but teach the way of God in truth. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Shall we pay or shall we not pay? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said to them, Why do you test me? Bring me a denarius that I may see it. So they brought it. And he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. And Jesus answered and said to them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. Okay. Love it. So here we see the Herodians mm. and the Pharisees again. This is an unlikely partnership, right. which we talked about in past weeks because mm. they normally didn't get along. But what are they admitting to knowing about Jesus? I find this fascinating, yeah, don't you? Yeah, it is very because interesting. Because it's very telling because they're like, we know you're truthful. Mm -hmm. Yes. We know you even teach the truth. We know that you don't show partiality. And, you know, Partiality will always cause you to bend the truth. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so they're like, we know that you're absolutely truthful. And yet they're going to use this virtue of Jesus in order to entrap him. And evil men mm. always take mm. virtue. Uh, I remember there was this scam years ago where people would act like they were broken down on the side of the road. Oh, yeah. And good Samaritans would come by and try to help them, and then they'd rob them. Mm -hmm. And they were playing on that vice, on mm -hmm. that virtue of yeah. love and kindness Goodness. and care about yeah. people. So uh, the same thing happens with these phone scammers. Mm -hmm. They'll use what's best about a person. And here we see that, that they're like, oh, you know, we know you're true. And they're, they're playing off of this. Yeah, exploit. Exploiting yeah. it, right. So I find that fascinating what they do know. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. What they admit and confess. Yeah, that's huge. It that... makes it even worse what they did. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It's mm -hmm. the blindness we keep seeing over and over again. Like, they know, but there's like this cognitive dissonance. Like, we know it's truth, but we huh. don't care. Right. We're after you. Okay, it, Oh, good. I wanted to say, too, that this tax that they're asking about is not the temple tax. It's what's okay. called a poll tax. Mm. So in other words, I mean, it would seem really unfair. Like, let's say um, it's Rome is charging Israel to live in Israel. Uh, they're charging Jews to live in Israel. And they're saying, you have yeah. to pay us, Rome, to live in your own country. And so the Jews still represent resented this because mm -hmm. they didn't like Rome. Mm -hmm. They didn't like the oppression of the soldiers. They didn't like Roman law being over the Mosaic law. So there was a lot of resentment. Like, why should we pay them? Yeah. I think a lot of people feel that way about our government. Like, why should we pay poll tax mm -hmm. when you've got, you know, uh, part of our tax is going to Planned Parenthood or things that we don't yeah, agree with. Things, yeah. And so it's kind of the same idea. It's a very politically charged question. Yeah. And, you know, it's like Facebook. You say something positive about masks, you're going to get all the people that hate masks coming right. down on you. You say something negative about masks, and you're going to get all the positive. Yeah. It's a question. And gosh, talk about divisive questions. Mm -hmm. Oh. Do we have divisive questions in our society today? Oh my gosh. Yeah, everything. And I love the way Jesus takes away the cause for division. Yeah, he point. completely disarms it. Because I was thinking that too, like really from a human standpoint, this was a really good trap. It was you know, it's so like, good. oh dude, they laid it perfectly. They must have thought about this for days or weeks. Like, I know what we can do, you know? <laughs> well, don't and, you think oh, maybe they used it to entrap other I mean, Jesus was not the first person to come on the scene saying he was the Messiah. Oh, yeah, there have been tons of and those. And we're going to yeah. get in this a little bit later. What, mm -hmm. what is it? Josephus names over 20 Messiahs, Yeah, there were I tons think, of people, yeah. That were claiming mm -hmm. to be the Messiah. And they always... They always were leading a political revolt. Mm -hmm. Unlike Jesus, it was always politically charged. Jesus is the first person to come in and say, no, I'm not interested in politics. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in your heart mm -hmm. and setting up the kingdom in your heart. And yeah. my kingdom is not of this world. First, first Messiah ever. And the only Messiah to do this. Mm -hmm. And so he's so he's so different. But I, I think that this question was probably one that tripped up every other Messiah. Oh, yes, Messiah. This is the question that tripped them mm. up. You yeah. know, they were like, no, do not pay to Caesar in the Rome. 
hour taking you away and resting. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a no-win. It didn't yeah. feel right to yeah. do that tax, to right. pay that tax. Yeah, right. totally. It's and then you, if you say, oh, no, you know, we should pay the taxes, they're like, oh, man, you are anti-Semitic, mm-hmm. you're not for our people, you're unpatriotic, oh, kind of like today. So there's yeah. no right yeah. answer, if you If you social distance, you don't love Jesus. If you social distance and you don't love your neighbor, if you don't social distance, you don't love your neighbor. Right. I think the church needs to stop dividing over mm-hmm. over these things, right. over political things. Well, and just choosing to love. Like you even yep. see this outreach is going on right, right. now. Right. And it's not being stopped because of mm. having to social distance or having to wear masks. It's mm-hmm. choosing to love and show yep. love. That was, that was something I was thinking about because he says, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, to God the things that are God's. And mm-hmm. I liked how Dave Guzik said something about like, Caesar's image is on the coin, so give that to him. Your God's image is on you. Give yourself to God. And I was thinking like, just how, um, we have to be careful, I think, now that we're not rendering to Caesar the things that are God's. I feel like that's that's kind of the, what you're talking about, that blurred line right now. And I was even thinking just like on a practical level, it's like, okay, do we look at politics first thing in the morning before opening our Bibles? Are we like writing people off right now because they think differently than us. Are we not praying for people who think differently than us? Mm. Those are the kind of things that it's like practical heart checks. Like, am I rendering to Caesar the wrong things right now? Yeah. So, Well, you know, I think that coin is so important too. And there's a couple of things. Think about this. Mm -hmm. Jesus has to ask for a denarius. Mm. He will not carry anything on his person with a graven image. He will not have anything on his because what does the law of Moses say? Do not have graven images. And here's a graven image. And not only is that, the coin is blasphemous. It says that Caesar is the son of God. So he won't even have a coin. He has to ask somebody for denarius. And they're willing to compromise the law Mm. in order to have money. Mm. And they're they're using this money. Jesus doesn't even carry it. Won't even have any money. I mean, I don't see people who are like, you know, politically charged saying, no, we don't want the, you know, we don't want your money. You know, we don't want the, um, what is it, the federated, you know. Well, that was what Jesus just dealt with, with the throwing, you know, the 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 people in the temple. Yeah, the money changers. Because those were denarius we were throwing out. Mm -hmm. They would say, Mm -hmm. oh, you have to use our coins. Right, temple coins. And so that's where they would would trade it. Fascinating. But um, I love the fact, too, that he... Um, identifies their intention. Why are you testing me? Oh, I loved mm-hmm. that. He called them out right away. Like, mm-hmm. I know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you see his discernment and his yeah. wisdom. He yes. sees the heart of what they're actually trying to do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep coming wise. back to that. The heart, the heart, Well, the heart. and like what you were saying about the, um, the coin, mm-hmm. having the authority of Caesar, I think it's another place of authority that we're seeing here. Like how you were saying that God's image is written on our hearts. Mm. And so he should have authority over yeah. our lives. Yeah. And, so it's and it's kind of let again. the world have their images. Mm-hmm. Let the world, yeah. it's like when Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. You follow me. Mm-hmm. And it's kind so of like, good. let the world have its images. Mm-hmm. Let them have what they want. They want us social distancing. It doesn't hurt us. They want us wearing right. masks. It doesn't hurt us. Mm-hmm. As long as, let's do whatever we can to continue to proclaim yes. the gospel. Yes. You know, I don't want to go to, prison for trivialities. Mm -hmm. I want to continue to, you know, fight the good fight. Mm -hmm. You know, really choose your battles wisely. Mm -hmm. And that's, I feel, what Jesus does too, you know? Yes. Ready to move on? I am. Okay, let's go to day 62, Mark 12, 18 through 27. Mm -hmm. Cheryl, do you mind reading that? 18 to 27. (laughs) Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him and questioned him, teacher... (laughs) <laughs> Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife behind, but no child, that man should take the wife and raise up offspring for his brothers. There were seven brothers. The first married a woman and died, left no offspring. The second also took her and he died, leaving no offspring. And the third, likewise, none of the seven left offspring. Last of all, the woman died too. In the resurrection, when they rise, whose wife will she be since the seven had married her? Jesus spoke to them. Isn't this the reason you're mistaken? Isn't it because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God? Mm -hmm. For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given a marriage, but are like the angels in heaven. And as for the dead being raised, Haven't you read in the book of Moses, in the passage about the burning bush, how God said to him, 
I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are badly mistaken. I just love this. Mm -hmm. So my dad would say, somebody should have checked the coffee. That was his favorite thing to say. Like these brothers, first they're impotent; they can't oh have children, gosh. and Somebody's secondly, they all die like in a row. I mean, come on! That yeah. woman needs to be, you like know, what is she Judah's, called? A black widow? Yeah, yeah, you like know? Judah's sons. They all just kept getting killed yes. off in Tamar. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that whole thing. That's so yes. funny. So really, though, yes. don't you think this yeah. is a ridiculous rhetorical? This question? is but like think a, about yeah. this. Think about using a hypothetical question. Mm-hmm to dismiss Jesus. Mm -hmm. And do not people do that? Mm. Use a hypothetical situation to dismiss Jesus? Oh yeah. Well, I'm afraid if I serve Jesus, I'll have to go. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm afraid, like, uh, I know somebody who prayed and it didn't happen, so I don't want to be a Christian. I mean, I I had this one guy at the beach, you know, he's like, obviously, problemed. And he keeps doing the circle around me because he knows I'm with the um, Beach Fest. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't want a God that's a cosmic child abuser. And I said, God is not a cosmic child abuser. Jesus is a warrior. Mm-hmm. And he came to fight against death. And it was an agreement between the Father and the Son, just like Titus came and destroyed Jerusalem for his father, Vesuvius. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vesuvius. So anyway, it was like Vespasian. Sorry, Vespasian. And so as I was like, Vesuvius is a a volcano. I was like, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) That's Vesuvian. So anyway, when you've got this thing, you've got Jesus. But for this hypothetical, Mm -hmm. like people choose an excuse or a hypothetical situation just so they don't have to believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and there are two suppositions that they make. And I think these two are so important. And one is they're mistaken for two reasons. Mm -hmm. And I think those two reasons are so important critical um, for us to know so that we are not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those reasons are? That they didn't know God's word mm-hmm. and they didn't know the power of God. Yep. Mm-hmm. And how you need both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's not enough just to know the scriptures. Mm-hmm. You have to know the power of God, mm-hmm. that these scriptures will be fulfilled because of the power of God. If you just know scriptures, but you don't know the power of God, you're right. like, oh, they're just allegorical. Mm -hmm. They're just symbolic. You can't take these things literally. Or you're just like, I just want power. Everything that comes out of my mouth is the word of God. Mm -hmm. I don't need this scripture. This scripture shows us Mm -hmm. how God works, Mm -hmm. when God works. And again, I think we've probably brought this up before. But the fact that the Sadducees Mm -hmm. refused... um, anything but the Pentateuch. Mm -hmm. So they only believed Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. And they totally refused, uh, repudiated Mm -hmm. the prophets, Mm -hmm. uh, the books of history, Mm -hmm. and the books of uh, poetry. Mm -hmm. Nothing to do with those. So what does Jesus do? He takes them straight back to Exodus. That's right. And uses the very books that they say they believe Mm -hmm. to prove his point. Yes, exactly. Well, and the Sadducees too, um, you know, I always say that they're Sadducee because they don't believe in the resurrection. Mm -hmm. So here they don't believe in the immortality. They don't believe in the resurrection at all. And yet they're asking this question. Mm -hmm. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the power of God to resurrect him is what gives us hope. That shows that we serve a God of power. But how exciting to have him say, He's the God of the living, Mm -hmm. not the dead. And Mm -hmm. again, we think of that time when Jesus went to um, Bethany and he said to um, Mary, um, I'm sorry, he said to Martha, I am the resurrection and Mm -hmm. the life. You know, it's not outside of me. It's not out, you know, ethereal. I am the reason I'll live Mm -hmm. and I'll live to me. Mm -hmm. And it's just so, um, so, Mm -hmm. so good, you know? Yeah. But... Go ahead. I was just no. I was just going to say, and what I what I was seeing too in the, in their question was that they were trying to make the resurrection look stupid. You know, right. this right. is a did Adam have a belly button question? Yes. Like, oh, yes. About, you know, it's like, of course she's not going to have seven husbands that are. You know what I mean? It's just kind of silly, and just because, like you said, they didn't know the word and the power of God. Those are the things that have so much weight and authority yep. that validate the resurrection. And they're like trying exactly. to make like, eh, nah, it's not when even I like. When I was seven, this girl asked me, if your God can do everything, can he 
can he make a rock so big he can't pick it up? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That, that so kind of stopped thing. me. I went down and asked my mom, you know, like, <laughs> Mom, I got this question. She's like, God can do anything. I'm like, that does not answer the question. Yeah. But we don't realize, too, God is limited mm-hmm. as far as his righteousness limits him so he can only act mm-hmm. righteously. Right. And he can only no. act wisely. So he wouldn't do something mm-hmm. nonsensical mm-hmm. because he's rationality. Yes. He's like total wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, uh, my takeaway from this um, oh, one more thing about the resurrection yeah. is that it's a whole different way of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not according to the standards. You know, we have marriage, we have commitments uh, for this life. And uh, our commitment, even marriage, is to understand the commitment that God has made with us. But when we're in heaven, you know, all things mm-hmm. are um, realized. Mm-hmm. You know, as Paul said, now we have faith and hope and love, these three. But when we get to heaven, we only will have love. Mm. That's what will mm-hmm. abide because when your eyes see it, you don't need to keep believing because it's hope, just yeah. your reality. You don't need to keep hoping because it's realized, it's happened. Mm-hmm. You know, like if your parents go, we're going to B- Disneyland on Saturday. You keep hoping and hoping, but Saturday when you're at Disneyland, you don't have to hope anymore, right. it's happening. So what will happen and what will be left is love, but we'll understand the covenant because mm-hmm. we'll be in the covenant. Mm-hmm. So we won't need marriage to remind us of what a covenant is mm-hmm. because these are foreshadowings to prepare us for heaven when it's a whole different lifestyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians 15 about how that our bodies were made for earth. But when we receive our new bodies, just even as the sun and the stars are made for a different environment, mm-hmm. and even as fish are made for a different environment, so our bodies will be reconstructed mm-hmm. in a twinkling of an eye for this new environment. This corruption will put on incorruption. This mortal will put on immortality mm-hmm. for the new lifestyle. Yeah, it's not just another earth. It's That's not right. like, mm-hmm. oh, good, we're just getting earth 2.0. It's like... Yes. They were thinking completely wrong about it. And, yes. I, and I think, too, my, one of my takeaways on this was just, again, the, no, the importance of knowing the word so that you mm-hmm. can refute the enemy because That's Jesus right. was able to go, mm-hmm. okay, you guys only believe the Pentateuch? I'm going to go there and show you mm-hmm. that he's the God of the living from, the, you yes. know, from Exodus instead of like something else that you would dismiss. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I mean, these guys were supposedly the sophisticated, wealthy elite you mm-hmm. know, of the Jewish Leaders and they were We're supposed to know. Yeah, and he's calling them like, "Oh, you guys are you guys are greatly mistaken. You like don't have a clue because you don't know." I mean, I was like, "Wow, that was a bold statement to really Mm -hmm. just call them out like this." My my takeaway is we need to judge a line and write our thoughts and our opinions by God's word and God's power, Mm -hmm. kind of like that. Yeah. Otherwise, we will think too low and be victims rather than victors through Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah, our thoughts will be way too low. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, if you don't realize the power of God and that everything in the scriptures has been fulfilled and will be fulfilled, Mm -hmm. your thoughts are way too low. Mm -hmm. That's so good. My takeaway is really similar. Yeah. Mm. Just that their wrong thinking was based on their ignorance and that as we plant these seeds of God's word, that's what corrects any wrong thinking that we have and sets us in alignment with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Good. good. All right, well, let's move on to... Day 63, Mark 12, 28 through 34, and I'll go ahead and read that. Okay. Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second like it is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So the scribe said to him, well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth. For there is one God and there is no other but he. And to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, And with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Mm -hmm. Now, when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. But after that, no one dared question him. (laughs) So I know. Um, Do you mind reading? You've got the CSB. What does your verse 30 say? Verse 30. 
verse 30, mm -hmm. love the Lord your God with all your heart. Same thing. Oh, it does say the yeah, same thing. It's I just didn't the same know, thing. like some say with all your, yeah. um, okay. Mine's but I was able to follow along just perfectly. Perfect. But, but yeah. I think what you're getting to, oh, first of all, Jesus is, um, he's quoting the Shema. Mm -hmm. Which every every religious Jew was supposed to say every morning. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, you know the Lord is one, and you shall love the the Lord um, God. The Lord is one, and that word one, of course, we know is a cod, which oh, yeah. means um, plurality. Yeah. Plurality in oneness. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amazing. So we're looking so at cool. the Trinity That's in right. that command. You're right. And so that Jesus would take them to the Shema, and they would know uh -huh. that word. Uh -huh. They would know plurality in one. Mm -hmm. and, and in fact, a lot of uh, the scribes and rabbis tried to change that. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, you cannot tamper with the word of God. This is what it says, echad. Mm -hmm. That's the word it uses. Amazing. And of course, that's found in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 5. And mm -hmm. as you said before, mm -hmm. here we are mm -hmm. back in the Pentateuch. Yep. And so one of the things that gets me that I wrote, which is for me, I like to define yeah. some terms. So what is my heart? And I thought, okay, my mm -hmm. heart is like, um, my affections mm -hmm. and my ambitions. This is like where your cravings come, like what you want, your desires, right? Mm -hmm. My soul is my inner being, uh, my purpose for life, mm -hmm. my life purpose. My mind is my thoughts, my plans, my intentions, my worldview. Mm -hmm. And everyone has a worldview, the lens through which mm -hmm. you see everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then finally, my strength is my energy and action. That's so good. So I like to I like to define when I come to things like that. Like I want to know exactly what we're talking about. And it helps yeah. you stop just glossing over it and reading the words to think like, okay, how does that affect mm -hmm. everything I'm thinking yeah. about, my worldview? How does that affect my actions? How does that affect the things that matter in my heart? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking a lot about self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. because I think there's a lot to be said of self-acceptance. And I think the media is always moving us away from self-acceptance. Hmm. Like, um, the media is like always, you know, it's showing us these gorgeous, perfect right. images. How we don't measure up. That we never measure up. Mm -hmm. And so women are desperate to get plastic surgery, mm -hmm. to look young, uh, to look um, uh, shapely, to look, um, they're dieting, they're getting diet plans and, taking diet pills and everything to be the right shape and the right look. Right. And so everyone's trying to get this look. Or a woman who's like really strong and slightly masculine is confused now about her gender. And a man who loves art and who maybe, you know, uh, loves color and flowers is confused and thinking he should change his gender or parents are looking at their child and if they've got a little boy who doesn't like to play with trucks but he really enjoys nature they're thinking oh no maybe he needs a sex change because mm -hmm. we've gotten so far away from self-acceptance mm -hmm. and we want everyone to be the same and cookie cutter and God makes a variety of people I mean, you look at like, um, it probably started with two dogs, but you've got this um, micro evolution mm -hmm. that, you know, you start out with two dogs and you end up with dogs that look like chows and samoyeds and um, just poodles, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, schnauzers and all these different types, but they're all the same kind and mm -hmm. dogs stay with dogs. And I was thinking like, if only we would enjoy the variety and celebrate like the fact like I you know all my life you know thinking oh I need a nose job I need a nose job mm -hmm. I need a nose job but what if I just accept my nose mm -hmm. I am a woman with a rather large nose mm -hmm. and it's okay it doesn't make me less of a woman yeah it doesn't make me less of a person. I have the same personality, this nose or not. Mm -hmm. But what about just self-acceptance, realizing God built the temple for his purposes? Mm -hmm. And do I really want to have like this perfect little coiffed um, nose if I have friends that like don't? <laughs> you know, like what about individuality and just celebrating and accepting how God made us and then saying, God, you made me this way. How do you want to use me mm -hmm. for your, my, your purposes? Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to change the temple. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't see Moses going, wait, you know, I don't know about the, um, about the chest the with the cherubim above it. Would you, what would you think about maybe four cherubim instead of two? <laughs> you don't yeah. see him trying to change the tabernacle plants 
or Solomon trying to change the plans of the temple, mm -hmm. but just doing it according to what God says and saying, all right, now use this for your mm -hmm. glory. Mm -hmm. And I feel that I, it's just been this message that's been burning on my heart that we're no longer telling children, it's all right. Let's talk about who you are and how God made you and how God can take these things and use them for his glory mm -hmm. just the way you are. Instead, we're saying, oh, maybe you're not okay. And maybe you do need to get that fixed. And oh, but there's surgeons who can just change. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, this is not good. No. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, the world that says, oh, we're so accepting. No, you're not. You are not accepting at all. Mm -hmm. The world, the media is not accepting. No wonder Romans 12, 2, Paul says, quit letting the world mm -hmm. push you and mold you into their form. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you so know? are you saying here, like just looking at this commandment to love that as we love God fully, we're doing it with everything that he's made us to be. Every That's way we right. think, every That's way right. that our heart has That's right. in it yes. is just loving him. Yes. And it makes me think of that book we talked about a few weeks ago, uh, The Secret of Self-Forgetfulness. Yes. Where it's like the more we choose to love God fully and completely with who he made us and how he made us, then we're forgetting about ourselves and we're just like having that reckless abandon of just loving him and having our eyes fully focused on him and not ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like our podcast, Women Worth Knowing. Right. Name change, name, name yep. change, name change. But we're Women Worth Knowing. Uh, when Jasmine is talking about Amy Carmichael, one of my favorite things and how I got introduced to Amy Carmichael is my mom has these gorgeous blue eyes. I mean, mm -hmm. beautiful blue eyes. Yes. And both my brothers got those yes. two, uh -huh. um, those eyes, those beautiful blue eyes, both my brothers. And I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted her blue eyes. And I got my dad's brown eyes. And um, my mom said, I want to I wanna give you a book and I want you to read it. And in it, Amy talks about being a little girl and asking God every day to change your brown eyes blue. Mm -hmm. Every day and waking up and looking in the mirror and realizing she had brown eyes. Only later, when she was totally called into God's purposes yeah. and realized if she was in India with blue eyes, she was con would be considered demon-possessed in that culture mm -hmm. at that time. And how her brown eyes were the perfect fit Mm -hmm. from where she is. Yeah. Until we realize yeah. that we were created for the purposes of mm -hmm. God, we were created to love God mm -hmm. and to present ourselves a living sacrifice to God, mm -hmm. uh, we're never going to move into those wondrous purposes mm -hmm. that he has for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was able to rescue the little girls out of, yeah, out of being trafficked basically because of those brown eyes. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, I all, my, my kind of thought and takeaway on this was I, I liked the scribe. Because yes. I liked this guy, how he came, I don't know, sometimes I think if you're sharing, you, you're aimed at a certain audience, and then there's somebody like on the fringe just listening, and they're getting it, even if you don't realize. True. I mean, not that Jesus didn't realize, but I'm just saying it just made me think of those times where yeah. here's this guy, and he's like, wow, he's answering rightly. And then he comes and asks and says, you know, well, teacher, like, you've answered this well, and all of that. And I, and I just like, too, that he came to the conclusion, he was the one who said, oh, you're right, teacher, and this is greater than all the sacrifices and offerings. Jesus mm -hmm. didn't say that. He realized it for mm -hmm. himself. Now, and Jesus that did, was, did say that in another passage, though. In um, Matthew, Jesus does say, it's greater than all of that, which is right. interesting, too, mm -hmm. right. you know, yeah. because... Although he didn't hear Jesus, Jesus had said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just the fact that, like, the scribes and leaders right. generally seem hopeless, and you would write them off because yeah. they're just all— Except for Nicodemus and— Yeah, that's what I wrote down. Joseph yeah. of Arimathea and Nic yeah. Nicodemus and this guy. Yeah. Yes. It's like there were those, yeah. and Jesus would always meet somebody who came sincerely like that. But there were quite a few mm -hmm. that got like that. saved. Yeah, ultimately. Ultimately, yes, right. in Acts. So, I mean, there like, Jesus that, kept doing it, even though he died mm -hmm. before they really— came all the way in yeah. after his resurrection from the dead. Yeah. They and, believed. Yeah, mm -hmm. and Jesus didn't write them off. Yes. And I love that. I think that's yes. true. That's been something like, I think I might have already mentioned this, but with everything going on right now, like I want to pray that members of Antifa get saved, that mm -hmm. you know some of these protesters and people, you know, you know, God can move and work. Did you hear if the, it's in a few of them. Did you, you know? hear the Wednesday night study? I've got through most of it. I know okay. I had to go back online well, and listen. that's part of it. No, that's part of it because they were talking, Brian was talking about, he believes during the tribulation that many, like the Hindus and Muslims will come oh, yeah, to Jesus. Oh, yeah, I heard that part, yes. And yeah. um, I think it's interesting because there's a story, I mean, there's a prophecy, I believe it's in 
um, Isaiah about Egypt that's just mm -hmm. really totally obscure. Mm. But if you put it in the tribulation, it totally makes mm. sense. That would be really exciting. And it has to do with salvation. So it's really interesting. Fascinating. I do want to say that there's 613 commandments in that the, um, mm -hmm. that, um, the Pharisees or the scribes had come up with in yeah. the Mosaic Law. 365 mm -hmm. are prohibitions, mm. so there's a no-no for each day. And the rest were uh, 284 commands or things you should do. And they divided them all into the weightier and the lesser. Oh, so huh. here's a guy, he's going mm. totally against his tribe mm -hmm. to say, wait right. a second, this is more important. You know, yeah. this is weightier. Mm -hmm. This is the most important. And mm -hmm. it out shines and outdoes mm. all of these others. Yeah. I love I, it. We need to move on, but I was thinking with that too, is just we're going back to the simplicity of the gospel. Yeah. Jesus is boiling it down. If you do this, if you love God and you love each other. That'll fulfill that the commandments. That fulfills yep. the commandments. Mm -hmm. yeah. It'll take care of all of those. Okay, one thing yeah. before we go on mm -hmm. is the, the entirety of it, because he says all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The all is just so... It gets me every time. In fact, I'll usually put my hands in and say, okay, this should be our ambition for life. Mm, you know, yeah. Speaking of your affection, speaking mm -hmm. of your intention, your life goal, your, your yeah. lens, yep. your worldview, yep. this should be it. Mm. I, and it says my all purpose, like three or four times in verse 30 alone. <laughs> yes. And also too, I, and um, part of this, I think too, the Bible is not an end in itself. Like before where we said, you don't know, the word and you don't know the power. Mm -hmm. We tend, there are people who just have such a knowledge of the word, but they don't have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. The Bible is meant yeah. to bring us into relationship with God, give us faith, but to bring us into a love relationship mm. with God. Amen. This was his intention from the beginning was mm -hmm. love. Mm -hmm. And relationship, so good. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's move on to day 65. Mm -hmm. And this is Mark 13, 1 through 13. Oh, we're Jasmine. not doing 64? Wait, 64. Wait, did I skip a day? Yeah. Oops, I flipped the wrong way. Good thing you guys are paying attention. Day 64, okay. Um, it's a short one. Okay. Hopefully we can 12, keep it that 38 way. 38 through 44, I know, yes. right? 38 through 44, okay. Oh, this is my favorite day. Mm. Then he said to them in his teaching, beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes, love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, the best places at feasts, who devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury and saw how the people put money into the treasury, and many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which makes a quadrants. So he called his disciples to himself and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury, for they all put in out of their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, put in all she had, her whole livelihood. Okay, I have to go back because we skipped 35 through 37, and I had put it into the last day. Okay. And we never covered it. Right. So let me just, I can't believe that I missed that. And so did the proofers. Um, let me <laughs> just, us. <laughs> can I just go over it just yeah, real quick? Yeah, 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 go for because, it. Because um, I love the fact that they're asking Jesus all these questions to ensnare. Right. And now he asks them a question that they can't answer. Yep. And he quotes from Psalm 110, which is the most quoted psalm in the New Testament. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's messianic. Yeah. And again, um, how can those scribes say that the Messiah is the son of David? David himself says by the Holy Spirit, the Lord declared to my Lord, sit at my feet. I'm sorry, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? And the large cloud, uh, crowd was listening to him with delight. So mm -hmm. I just thought we want to, uh, just to handle that just really mm -hmm. quickly because mm -hmm. it's so important. Important yeah. that Jesus is showing them that he is the son of God, that, that mm -hmm. the Messiah would be Lord, Master. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. why mm -hmm. all through the New Testament, they say Jesus Christ, Lord. And yeah. the word Christ means Messiah. And if we forget that and think it's his last name, like Jesus Smith, no. It's, it's who he is. Yes. Jesus, Title. the Messiah, mm -hmm. who is Lord. And again, he's at the right hand of God right now. Mm -hmm. And we're told in Hebrews, he's at the right hand making intercession for us. Yes. We're told that in Romans 8. Yep. And that's where he is. And, you know, I, I feel like this is so important because 
everything that we see, there's a lot of must that are happening. I feel like uh, people are tempted to fight against the must. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah, Jesus says, up. these things must happen. We'll get to that uh, in 13, right? Mm -hmm. These things must happen. Mm -hmm. And people are fighting against the must happens. And the must happens um, are happening because we're all going into God's timetable. And I believe that slowly but surely every enemy um, is being put down. And sometimes God's yeah. way, I was talking to Char, God's way is to let the enemy do his worst mm -hmm. and, and have it all end in futility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like mm -hmm. now you're off the scene. Yeah. Where's the next bad guy? Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like Jesus in the ring and he knocks that one yep. out. Okay, bring next. the next guy, knocked mm -hmm. out. They, they pass off the scene, they melt away. I was reading about the wicked melt away. Yep. Yep. You know, and that's what we see even with um, Epstein and some of these really yeah, bad men yucky. of this generation. Yeah. So mm -hmm. now moving yes. on to okay. the 12, yeah. 30 widow. through, yeah. The widow, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm ready for the, the widow. Scribes, both. Yeah. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. and I feel like this passage ties into the last Absolutely. passage because of the piety of these religious leaders and that, that pride of that mm -hmm. religious piety that mm -hmm. Jesus is pointing out. Mm -hmm. Beware of these things. And how mm -hmm. much more does that one scribe stand out when you read this whole thing? Like, True. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. wow, these guys were. And, and so. the, just the greater condemnation, mm -hmm. like it says, they'll receive greater condemnation and and we already looked at hypocrisy a lot last week with the fig tree and all of that and just how much God hates that. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that hypocrisy saying one thing and then doing something so completely different. It's just such and, a huge matter. And such a contrast between yeah. this widow and yeah. God. It's yeah. interesting that Jesus is looking at the treasury to see how people mm -hmm. get. It's mm -hmm. about the how. It's yeah. not about the amount. It's the how. Yep. So there were 13 trumpet-shaped um, offertories mm -hmm. that you could put your money in. And it would make a rattle. The more coins, the louder it would yeah, be. And yeah, everyone would yeah. look like, oh, who's giving all that money? You know, it was like a big thing. And so they would all look over to see who's giving the most money. And so the two little, you know, diner, uh, two little um, mites. mites would not make any noise. Mm. And I've actually, you can buy a widow's mite. You can see one in Israel. And they are light as a feather. They're mm -hmm. so light. And you know, with almost nothing, but that's all she had to live on. And he contrasts yeah. this poor widow in her poor widow garments yeah. against these men who want to be known and mm -hmm. seen mm. and greeted and treated like movie stars. Yeah. And he's looking at them and comparing that to this precious mm -hmm. widow who they would exploit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how toxic hypocrisy is. I was mm -hmm. thinking, because I'm in Proverbs, and yesterday I was reading um, Proverbs 25, 26. It says, a righteous man who falters before the wicked is like a murky spring in a polluted well. And hypocrisy, when it gets exposed, yeah. it's like that. Like somebody thinks they're coming to you, know, you as a, oh, a refreshing well or a spring. And it's toxic. It's like, whoa. And just our witness and hypocrisy is mm -hmm. like, whoa. No wonder God is so, you know, Strong on That's that. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh. To There's going to be watching. harsh judgment, he says. Yeah. But also, too, the thing that gets me is to use holy things mm -hmm. to build up your own kingdom. Mm -hmm. And destroy somebody. To take, to take holy things. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know people who exploit the church, exploit the sheep, mm -hmm. like you said, all for their gain. They pretend mm -hmm. to be a sheep and they've come to rob and to steal. Mm -hmm. um, and you're just thinking, you know, I know people, it's like, um, I was telling Brian, it's like uh, Belshazzar, who was taking the temple vessels. Yeah, yeah. And he was drinking Partying. out of them, right? Yeah. And using the holy, profaning the holy, and mm -hmm. not keeping the holy holy. And the writing came on the wall. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I will say about my mom is she raised me with this respect for the holy. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. don't touch the church. Always be giving to the church. Don't take from the church. See what you can give to the church. You know, don't run in the God. church because it's the you know, house of God. And you know, I loved to wear jeans you know, all the time. But on Sundays I would wear dresses because we were going to the house of God. It was just this um, respect mm. for the holy. Mm. And I just love the respect for the holy. And there are people who do not care about the holy. Yeah. They just, That's they use prayer yeah. to, again, these people using prayer as a way to, you know, I, I've had women like, oh Lord, help poor Sally who just lies all the time. Like, you know, she was lying last Thursday when she said her pumpkin pie was better than mine. You know, they, they use prayer as a means to gossip. Mm -hmm. And I've been in some of those mm -hmm. prayer meetings where you're just like, 
you know, yeah. I can't believe this well, is going on. And in Matthew, this same story is seen again, and Jesus pronounces seven woes on these yes. right. scribes and Pharisees, like calling stuff. them yeah. blind guides and calling them whitewashed tombs. So he's pronouncing this heavy judgment against it. It's yes. serious They're making to him. the things of God look like we were talking about last week, right? Making people abhor the offering of God. How do you mm -hmm. think these widows felt? Getting ripped and then they don't have anything? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and actually, to, on the widow, I mean, yeah. I saw it like a couple things, I'm sure everybody saw this, but I loved, obviously, her faith mm -hmm. to give. That was wonderful. And then I, it made me think, too, of, I don't know what she was thinking, but the worthiness of God and realizing he's done so much for me, I'm going to wow. give back to him. I just love that. Did you think she was thinking about the widow of Zarephath with, with she, Elijah? Maybe, yeah. Because, like, you know, hey, God can, the widow says, yeah. look, all I have is this little flower and this little oil, and then after this, I'm going to die. My son and I are going to mm -hmm. eat this last meal and die. And Elijah says, listen, if you will make first the cake for me, mm -hmm. the oil will never run out and neither will the flour. Mm -hmm. And so she gives it first Yes, to, to him, God, which yeah. is huge. And then yeah. the oil and the flour. Did you have that in your notes? Um, no, but oh. I love that. Yeah, it never ran out. And yeah. I'm wondering if that widow knows the scriptures. And therefore she's giving to God saying, you know what? You, yeah. you are mm -hmm. able to do exceedingly. But, and, you know, widows in that culture were the most... Um, Exploited, yeah, and the and poorest helpless too. and helpless, so absolutely, yeah, totally mm -hmm. helpless, because women yeah. couldn't get jobs like we can no. these days. So no, well, there they were have... there were some, mm -hmm. there were some jobs like you could be a maid, mm -hmm. you could a servant. Mm -hmm. That was the job. You could be a yeah. servant. Yeah. So and just but I, if she had children, you know, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, and I think that the verse that really, for me, summed this up was that First Samuel 24 where David says, I won't offer to the Lord that which costs me nothing. And, and again, just like recognizing, I think two of my favorite missionary quotes of all time, which I say all the time, one was Lilius Trotter. She said, he is worthy of everything there is to be had in the heart he died to win. And then the other was C.T. Studd, who said, if Jesus Christ be God and died for me, no sacrifice is too great for me to make for him. Mm. And I feel like it becomes a natural response when we mm. recognize the worthiness of God. Like, Lord, I don't want to give you just what's convenient or easy. I want to give you anything that you would mm. ask of me, even if it's like, oh, this is a challenge or this is my time what or my finances. What a contrast to the rich young ruler, too. Yeah, he went away he wouldn't sad. Give. Yeah. And you know, he had so much and couldn't give it. Mm -hmm. And she had so little but could give it all. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. that spoke to me that Jesus is yeah. not interested in the amount, but how we give. Are yeah. we giving in faith, voluntarily, sacrificially, cheerfully, and yeah. in gratitude? Yeah. So good. And it made me think, too, just contrasting the religious rulers with this widow. Yep. How, like you were saying, the 600 and whatever laws that they had. Yeah. And it made me think of Matthew, where Jesus says, take my yoke upon mm. you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. The things that he wants to give us is an easy yoke. Like, he carries the weight of the burden, and mm -hmm. he carries the yoke. And so it's like, if we give to him, he's going to be the one that helps us. And and it just makes me think of that love relationship that we've been talking about with this, at, that when we love Jesus with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, mm -hmm. that this is a natural outflow of that. And like you were expressing, mm -hmm. that it's a response to a love relationship. It's not obligatory, and it's not yeah. heavy and burdensome. It's you know, out of love. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think it's interesting to, uh, you know, finally, is the word beware. Because mm -hmm. we can so easily fall into the pattern without even realizing it mm -hmm. of the, the scribes rather than of the widow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a very easy thing to like, well, how come they're getting all that notoriety? Or, you know, why are, and it's mm -hmm. like this comparison thing. And then if we just make Jesus, it's all about Jesus. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. Ready to move on to day 65? Am I yes. on the right day? Yep, yep, okay. yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chapter 13, You're good. 1 through 13. And Cheryl, do you want to read it? I'd love to. As he was going out of the temple, one of the disciples said to him, Teacher, look, what massive stones, what impressive <laughs> buildings. Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. While he was sitting on the Mount of Olives across from the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the signs when all these things are about to be accomplished? Jesus told them, watch out that no one 
deceives you. Many will come in my name saying, I am he, and they will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, don't be alarmed. These things must, Mm -hmm. oh, let me read that again. These things must take place. But it is not yet the end. For a nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are the beginning of birth pains. But you, be on your guard. They will hand you over to local courts and you will be flogged in the synagogues. You will stand before governors and kings because of me as a witness to them. And it is necessary that the gospel be preached to all nations. So when they arrest you and hand you over, don't worry beforehand what you will say, but say whatever Mm -hmm. is given to you at that time. For it isn't you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Brother will betray brother to death and a father's child. Children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of my name, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Mm. Mm-hmm. A lot there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I was reading this passage in the NLT, and the very first question, you know, asks about what the disciples are pointing out. Mm. And the NLT uses the phrase magnificent buildings and impressive stones. Oh, yes. Okay, let me tell you a little bit about that stone. Yeah. I don't know if you got to see one. I Oh, the Jerusalem yes. stone or the cornerstone? No, the when stones yeah, the in Jerusalem that used to yeah. make. So mm-hmm. let's be really clear. The, the Wailing Wall was not part of the temple. Okay. That was a retaining wall that Herod built. And on top of that platform was where the temple was. That's why they mm-hmm. don't know where the temple is. But they had found the stones mm-hmm. that Herod used. And um, one of those stones, not the one I found, but one is 60 feet long and Crazy. weighs over a stone, yes. over 2 million pounds. And yeah. they say that it was unhewn, so it wasn't cut by any man. And it's this giant stone. Yeah. Hmm. And one is, well, Herod's were hewn. Okay. Solomon's were. Okay. But Herod's were. But one is 14 inches deep, the one I saw, 11 feet high and 42 inches long. Mm. But Josephus talks about some of the stones being 60 feet long. Magnificent. So Herod's Herod's temple was not like Solomon's temple. Mm -hmm. Solomon's temple, they were unhewn because he did it completely according to the instructions of God. Herod did it according to Talmudic advice, but he did it Herod's way. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole different temple. The Mm -hmm. temple that they're seeking to build today in Mm -hmm. Jerusalem, they want to build according to Herod's temple and not Solomon's. They Mm -hmm. said Solomon's would be too hard, Mm -hmm. too expensive, and they don't have enough information. So so you want to build the temple a Gentile built it. And they said, we actually believe a Gentile will help us build it. Crazy. And Brian said, well, aren't you supposed to wait for the Messiah? Isn't he supposed to build the temple? They're like, we've been waiting way too long for him. He hasn't shown up. Crazy. So that's that's some of the things about the temple. So in see, the temple has become an idol to some. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it had been there since, what, Nehemiah's time and then built. So it's like a thousand, I mean, wasn't it like blasphemy to speak against the temple? They thought. Right. And think about this too. Okay. First of all, there's no Ark of the Covenant in that temple. Mm -hmm. It's built by a Gentile. Mm -hmm. I think both of those are very telling. Yes. So it's really a sham. Mm-hmm. It's just the pretense. And I think that's what Jesus uh, cleansed it for because it was a misrepresentation of God. Totally. God didn't build right. it. It wasn't, exactly. you know, if it would have been his temple, they would have accepted Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, um, I think too that when they're looking at this, they're saying nothing will ever move this temple. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When, you've got a, when you've got a million pound stone, yeah. who's going to destroy this? And when Jesus says not one stone is going to be left on another, yeah. they're like, right. that's impossible. Totally. Well, and I find that interesting too, because then it proves like if he's speaking that prophetically and that came true, then we should take heed to the rest of this chapter. Okay, now that's exactly. called the principle of near and far. Okay. And that's really important whenever you come to prophecy in the Bible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because the prophets were speaking about things that were way in the distance, Mm -hmm. like sometimes the millennium, which is still yet to come. Mm -hmm. But what they would do is they would give prophecies that were closer at hand. Okay. So that people, like for instance, it says um, uh, when in Isaiah 7, when um, Isaiah is telling the king that um, he's going to win this this war, and that um, Rezin and uh, the king of Pekahiah? maybe no, maybe. Uh, Rezin and uh, no, I'm, I'm or whatever. No. no, no, the one um, now I'm talking about the Syrian king are not going to come, and they're not okay. going to be able to attack. That you don't have to fear them. He says a child will be born, mm-hmm. but what he's saying is it's twofold. The first one is before a child can grow up. 
can even get to the place of eating, a newborn can eat solid food, Mm -hmm. these people are not going to be a problem for you. But then he gives a faraway prophecy. Here's the near prophecy. When you see this, then you're going to know that in the future, a virgin Mm -hmm. will give birth Mm -hmm. to the Messiah. So there's this near and there's this far. And the near, so when Mm -hmm. the disciples in 70 AD are, um, I don't know if Peter was alive, but the the apostles that are left in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and then we have all the writings of it. So anyone who was alive at that time who had seen these writings. And there is the story that when they saw Jerusalem, uh, when um, and, and so Titus puts an image in the temple. Mm-hmm. And when Titus put the image in the temple, Titus, the son of um, Vespasian, yes, the emperor, yes. puts the image in the temple because they thought, look, we've got to, we've got to totally like Romanize these mm-hmm. Jews or we're going to keep having these rebellions. Mm-hmm. And at that time, Jerusalem, after Jesus died, was a powder keg. Mm-hmm. The, um, there were the sacri that would carry knives under their... Um, robes. There were the zealots. They are the ones who killed the high priest, not the Romans. Mm. Um, They begin to fall on each other. They would get in these fights over who was more patriotic Mm. to Israel, who was doing it the right way. They killed um, the temple priests. There was like this all-out civil war inside of Jerusalem as they were under siege by Titus. And Titus is looking like these people are crazy, but he had put this image in Mm. and it just, it was a powder keg. It was all exploding anyway. And so, um, but the believers believed it was time to get out of town Mm -hmm. because they saw that image and they fled to the hills. And that's part of the fulfillment of this prophecy. Well, I believe it was. Mm. I believe prophecy has a near and far. Um, I believe, and you know, it's interesting because it's also, you have Antiochus Epiphanes who also put his image Uh in the temple that Zechariah rebuilt. Mm -hmm. And that started a time of the Maccabeans attacking Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, the people in Jerusalem who were religious Mm -hmm. because anyone who was found with a sacred book or what we would call the Old Testament was killed by Mm -hmm. Antiochus Epiphanes. Mm -hmm. And the religious Jews, the um, sincere Jews, they fled um, to Medin to uh, join with Maccabees. So you have this. Interesting. Then you have the one with Titus. Titus is not only, it is a fulfillment, but it's also a foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the prophecy that happens is also a foreshadowing Hmm. of what will happen. Like like Abraham has a son Uh and it's fulfilled. It's a son of promise, but it's a foreshadowing of the son Mm -hmm. of promise, Jesus, Mm -hmm. who will be born Mm -hmm. by a miracle. Uh Okay, so the um, disciples are asking him, when is this going to happen? What signs are going to lead up to it? And then Jesus gives them warnings to take heed and watch. Beware Mm -hmm. of deceivers coming in my name. You're going to see wars and earthquakes and famines Mm -hmm. and division. But so I like question four. What is the good news in the midst of this perilous time? Mm -hmm. And what did you guys see there? Well, I do want to say, because Cheryl mentioned this earlier, the must, Mm -hmm. like it does, it has to happen. And I mean, obviously it's, you know, it's hard for us to think about like, what do you mean these things? But really Mm -hmm. these things have to happen. And it reminds me that there's an actual plan and purpose in all of this. God knows, you know, it's not like, oh my gosh, this happened. It's these things must right, happen. And don't you yeah, find there's yourself, a good thing in it too. We fight too much against the must. Yeah. Instead of like this, yeah. okay, Lord, use me in this time on this place for your glory. And this yeah. is where we are right now. Yeah. Like we yeah. have to choose to and, do this. And, and the other must, yeah, exactly. Because the other must is the gospel must be proclaimed. That's right. And I think that's in this translation. But yes. And yeah. that's a good thing. Like you were yeah. saying, like there's such a positive there. And I know regardless of their eschatology, this was one of those um, concepts that really drove the early missionary movement. The idea that all the nations must get the gospel before Jesus can return. Mm -hmm. So we want to get it out there. And there's a sense of urgency. But it was when Titus put his image in the temple, or the image I think of Vespasian or the God, it might have been Zeus, in the temple. That's what caused the dispersion, Mm. the absolute dispersion Mm, of Christians to really get out into all the world to spread the gospel. Otherwise, there would have been what we would call a holy huddle. Yep, in Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. and God wants to get the gospel out to the Mm -hmm. whole world. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the good news, I'll just go through really quickly. And I know that sounded weird, but I feel like the Lord is saying, look for the good news. Always look for the good news. And this week I I had this one day and I'm like, Lord, tell me the good news. Mm -hmm. Just tell me the good news. Mm -hmm. You know, which the gospel means good news. But um, you'll stand before governors and kings. Mm -hmm. You'll have an opportunity to testify in the highest 
court, mm -hmm. to the highest people, to people in authority. Mm -hmm. um, and that's exactly what we see in Philippians chapter 1 that Paul says, I was in Nero. Paul I got to did. give the gospel yeah. to all the guards, everyone. In Acts chapter 4, we see that where they're just getting to preach before everyone. And, right. And throughout the generations. Yeah. Like, even like Martin Luther, John Huss, William Tyndale, these different people that got to go before. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool. Real quick, a real quick qualification before yeah. we go on. Last days started at Pentecost. Right. Last okay. day, mm -hmm. when you don't have the S on it, has to do with the tribulation. Okay. Last days started at Pentecost and we're still in the last days. Mm -hmm. But then the last days are leading to the last day. Yes. And Brian likes to refer to the last day as the last day of man's unholy reign on the earth. Mm. Which I vacillate between these two of like, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Mm. And then at the same time, Lord, I know you have so many people to save. Yeah. Like I want to tell people and yes. rescue people. Yes. The urgency. The yeah. urgency. Yes. Yeah. And that's but, what it's supposed to do. It's not supposed to be like, get me out of here. Yes. Mm. And so I like this passage too about like, God will give you by his Holy Spirit the words to speak mm -hmm. and yes. reminded mm -hmm. me of some friends of all of ours that are mm -hmm. missionaries in a mm -hmm. place where the gospel is um, not really allowed mm -hmm. to be preached. And uh, about a year ago, almost yep. exactly this yep. time, yep. they were brought into yep. interrogation yes. and um, threatened with being kicked out of the country, threatened with imprisonment mm -hmm. and interrogated. Mm -hmm. And there was such a fear and oppression because of that, but then God was so faithful and almost like verbatim, the exact right. words of scriptures came true because God gave them the words to say and it defeated the enemy. Not only defeated, but yeah. gave them favor with the enemy. Yes. And the enemy ended up um, yeah. being protecting their church. Amazing. So it's crazy. It's so yes. cool. So cool. And so this is true. God yeah. can mm -hmm. do this. God he is doing, doing this. It. Yeah. That's almost near far. And then those <laughs> yeah. who endure to the yeah. end Mm -hmm. will be saved. Mm -hmm. Just endure. You know, when we were going through a hard trial, I remember the Lord saying to me, I didn't ask you to fight. I just asked you to stand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes that's all we need to do. And he right. gives us the fortitude to stand. Mm -hmm. Just stand. It doesn't matter. Those flames will not hurt you. Yeah. There's that thing. The flames will not hurt you. It's a hymn. I only design thy dross to mm. consume and thy gold to refine. Yeah, mm. that's a good one. That's so good. And it made me think even of the persecuted church like mm -hmm. right now, like oh, to pray for them. You know yes. what I mean? And just yes. a reminder there like yes. for those that need that boldness like we were mm -hmm. talking about our friends. Okay, yeah. so I put bad news. My takeaway is bad news is never the end of the story. Yep. Upheaval is the norm in a godless world. Mm. But Jesus' people have peace, purpose, and power. Excellent. That sums it up. All right. Well, we're really oh, low man, on we're, time. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much out of time. But let's go ahead and quickly do the last day, day 66, Mark Fly 13, over. 14 through 27. Should I read it or yes, should we please. just? Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing where it ought not, let the reader understand, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down into the house nor enter to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter. For in those days there will be tribulation such as not been since the beginning of the creation which God created until this time um, nor ever shall be and unless the Lord had shortened those days no flesh would be saved but for the elect's sake whom he chose he shortened the days then if anyone who says to you look here is the Christ or look there he is do not believe it for false Christs and false prophets will rise and show signs and wonders to deceive if possible even the elect but take heed see I have told you all these things beforehand but in those days after that tribulation the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light the stars of heaven will fall and the powers in the heaven will be shaken. Then we will see the son of man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send his angels and gather together his elect from the four winds, from the farthest parts of the earth to the farthest heaven. Ooh. So again, this is like the far, uh, the near and far. Okay. So you've got this near fulfillment of what's mm -hmm. going to happen very soon in 70 AD with Titus, yep. right? right? But it is like a foreshadowing 
of the greater tribulation that will come. But what we see in all of this, to sum Mm -hmm. it up, is God's got a plan. Mm -hmm. He's got a plan and he's taking it somewhere. And all Mm -hmm. these catastrophic things, and this is where Wednesday nights is so great. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, yeah, that companions this. At church on Wednesday night, we're going through the book of Revelation in a conversational style, so you don't want to miss it. Seven o'clock. Yeah, but that's like, it's it's also showing um, the culmination of all uh, of all of these things of man's mm. dark world and dark rule over men, it's it's going to end. And I, there's this one part in Babylon uh, when Babylon is fallen, and it says seamen are looking at it and tradesmen are looking at it. And I uh, can't remember the other group that's looking mm. at it, going, "Wow, like our whole economic system is mm. over. The way we've been doing business yeah. is all." Over, I mean, we've got things that are happening right now because of this pandemic that life will never be the same. We don't even know what norm is going to look like. Yeah, uh, there's been yeah. such a, and this is like such a little thing, and it's thrown us, like thrown us, thrown our government, mm-hmm. thrown the governments of the world, uh, the airline industry, everything that seems so secure is totally right. shaking, and and that's what happened in Jerusalem. It was a shaking. Um, especially for the religious community, because there have been no sacrifices since the temple fell. No sacrifices. No even um, way to atone for their sins. Mm -hmm. Nothing can go on as it was before. There has been a radical change. I mean, Jesus has like closed the door like, you can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. because I am the only way. And so this is a foreshadowing where God is closing the door and saying, nope, you're gonna, the only way for survival in these days is Jesus Christ. That's the only mm-hmm. way of survival. Yeah, yeah, amen, that's good. And I think too, just to point out, just a, a point on this is that, and this companions well with companions, is that even a word? Yeah, I guess yes. it is. Yes, it works, with, I like With it. the revelation study that they just mm-hmm. did on Wednesday about the Jews and God's mm-hmm. plan for Israel. Like you said, there's plan and purpose and how this corresponds with Revelation 12 mm-hmm. when they flee and mm-hmm. you know when they're taken, during the tribulation when the, the Jews are, taken out for the three and a half mm-hmm. years and all of that. So there's so many neat parallels here about how God has a plan and a purpose protecting his people. I, mm-hmm. I just always think of when, even when you look at end times, just, you know, in wrath, remember mercy. God always, there's always a mercy there in judgment. Yes. The fact yes. that, you know, these days, if it wasn't for him shortening these days, not even the elect would make it. But he, you know, he always has a, a mercy in there for those that are his. in the midst of this. Yeah. And, you know, like we said in Revelation, you've got, again, um, by this time, by the time John wrote Revelation, Jerusalem was probably already in ruins. Yes, maybe around so, 80, yeah, definitely. Unlike mm-hmm. the rest of the epistles, mm-hmm. it was yeah. probably the last book to be written. Yeah. And um, you've got, though, now he's seen a new people. And what are they doing? They're, they're again leaving Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. They're leaving Jerusalem um, and waiting for God to restore it before they can come back. Mm-hmm. And so there's this idea that yeah. God, I, I feel like right now God has closed the church in some ways to clean up the church mm-hmm. and bring us all back into church. Mm-hmm. I just think that there's, I think that we need to think spiritually about the times we live in, about yeah. uh, the situation that we find ourselves in. We need to think spiritually and biblically. We need to bring all our thoughts into the captivity of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, avail ourselves to God during these times. Yeah. Like, Lord, mm-hmm. how do you want to use us? Just like, yeah. you know, how do you want to use, you know, the people that are in the tribulation? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's telling the disciples, you know, there's going to be lots of false messiahs, mm-hmm. political messiahs, which there were at that time. Mm-hmm. But in the last days, who's going to be the ultimate um, Messiah, who's going to, a false Messiah, yeah. is the false prophet that we'll be studying about this Wednesday night, false hey. prophet, Antichrist. Mm-hmm. But you see there's a false prophet that, that's going to put the image of the Antichrist yeah. in the temple and tell everyone, worship this. Mm-hmm. But he's going to do signs and wonders. Mm-hmm. So that even the elect, which would seem to be some of the Jews, at first are going to be taken with it. Well, look at these signs. He right. rebuilt our temple. And then they're going to be like, wait. You know, it's like a, a wake up, like mm-hmm. cold water on them, and they're going to wake up and go, "No, he is not nice." Mm-hmm. And you know, it's time to flee mm-hmm. and get away from him. Yeah. So there is, uh, you know, and I love that Jesus doesn't give us um, 
too much, but just enough. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just yeah. enough. And so it stirs up in us that purification, mm -hmm. like it, we want to be purified. Yeah. Yep. And then it, it stirs up in us boldness because yeah. we want to preach the gospel so that people don't get left behind. Mm -hmm. And then just that eternal focus. Mm-hmm looking at eternal things and an urgency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing on this day, one little thing was looking at this fresh again about the Son of Man coming in His glory. Yes. How the sun is going to be dimmed, the moon is going to be gone, the stars are going to be gone. And it just made me think, the blackest night you've ever seen mm. as Jesus comes on the scene and He in His glory just lights up the entire world. And Amen. it doesn't glory. mean that they're, they, um, that they're gone. It means that Jesus so outshines them. Mm. Like during the day, you don't see the moon or the stars. Uh -huh. Why? Because the sun is so brilliant. They're mm -hmm. still there. They didn't go anywhere. Just by comparison, but, there's but nothing. But because the sun is so bright, you don't see them. Mm -hmm. But when, but when there's, but when Jesus comes, you won't even notice the sun. He's yeah. so bright. Yeah. Everything He's else so fades brilliant. Away. Yes. Mm. Good way to end. Any other thoughts before we? Okay, any more okay. thoughts before we wrap One up? One thing, yeah, yeah. sorry. And, um, and this will only take me about 15 minutes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but in Revelation, it talks about Jesus is like the sun shining in strength. Mm -hmm. And this is what the picture that Jesus will outshine everything. Mm -hmm. And again, when we were talking about Psalm 110 earlier, that all of the, that God is saying to Jesus, sit on my right hand. Yeah. It's all culminating. It's all coming down. And Jesus right now is on the right hand of the Father. Everything is happening just as it must happen. Mm -hmm. Must. As it needs must. to yeah. happen. Yeah. It's not all pleasant, mm -hmm. but that's because there's rebellion and a resistance mm -hmm. to God. And whenever you resist, that's when you get hurt. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. there's this resistance that's happening now. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it's it's all going to culminate in glory. Mm -hmm. Good so ending for good. all of that. Yeah. Uh, there's so much we have to hope in, mm -hmm. in God's word. Mm -hmm. His word is true. Jesus is true. We've seen that time and again this week. And we have so much hope because of it and hope of the eternity that's waiting for us. So um, we hope that you'll join us next week. We've got three more weeks, so don't miss it. It's not too late to start if you're just getting in. Next week, we're gonna be looking at days 67 through 72, and we're gonna be covering Mark 13, 28, right where we left off, going through 14, 42. So mm -hmm. next Friday at 10, 15, join us. And Cheryl, would you mind closing I would us in love prayer? To. Lord, we just thank you that you give us understanding in your word. And we thank you mm -hmm. for the greatness of your word. Yes. And Lord, in relationship to everything that we've looked at today, that we've talked about, we pray that we would be those who know both your word, mm. your scriptures, and your power, Lord. Mm -hmm. Will you open our eyes? Will you give us right thinking? Will you align our thinking? Will you align our hearts and our understanding and our um, strength? Um, Lord, in our souls mm. with all that you are doing, will you help us to love you with everything in us or the entirety of our being? Mm. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.